Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat a dead nerd 1d6 damage at a time. Today's topic, a game so immoral and vile it was banned from Gen Con in 1982. Honestly, though, it should have just been banned for being boring and badly written. It's Alma Mater, the game of surviving high school written by people that are deathly afraid of children on today's System Mastery. Welcome back. It's System Mastery. I'm your host, Jeff, joined as always by my irascible co-host, John. I cannot be rast. <laughs> yeah, rast with a C or without a C, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> Indeed, either way. Yeah. No rast you, in this guy. You just can't be rasked. <laughs> I mean, you might be rascaled. Oh, yeah. Know. Someone could rascal me. No one can rascal you? Is, is that just because you're not a droid? No, no. I could get rascaled. Okay, you can get rascal, just not rast. Yeah. What about razzed? Uh, I could be razzed. I can also be rascal flatsed. Oh, I don't even know how that works. <laughs> I I guess I listen to rascal flats. Oh yeah, I guess maybe if rascal flats reaches right in there and tugs your heartstrings. Yeah, they just get is, right in there. They really understand what I'm going through. Is that a band that does that kind of thing? I I don't know. It's a it's a country western band. Well, I know, I know, but are they a country western band that has mostly songs about trucks, or one that has mostly songs about good times on porches? Uh, I would say mostly good times on porches and relationship stuff. It's more of that. Okay, so it's less like a badass country and more like a heartstrings and lemonade type country. Yeah, this isn't quite the like, uh, I've got guns in a truck country, this is more I love my neighbors and my girl. Right. Okay. And it also isn't about or sung by women, so it's not about how they they hate their terrible southern husbands. Yes. Okay. Uh all right. Well, then that's good to know. I maybe I will ch- I I'm just kidding. Of course I'll never check them out. Yeah, of course you won't. <laughs> I have enough shitty music to listen to. Thank you. Even <laughs> if they're really good. I actually have plenty of shitty music I would like to listen to. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Well, John, uh as has been the case ever since the coming of the coronavirus we have been recording with pdfs that we can find yes indeed and it gives us a chance to try and find games that we otherwise would never be able to review in certain situations and this is one of them because i don't know if you looked into this but the game that we're reviewing this week uh retails at used stores nowadays for about 225 dollars ah (laughs) uh it is about 60 pages long uh, and it's mostly retailed in that fashion because it couldn't be asked to sell in 1982 when it came out. No one liked this. Oh, yeah. I mean, looking at this, I'm like, it's a fucking 50-page book where I would say 40 pages of that is charts. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it is offensive art. Uh, yeah. Now, this book is one of two books that were banned from Gen Con in the year 1982. In this case, it was because of some very suggestive teenager art. Uh, almost all of the art in this book, in fact, all of it, as far as I'm aware, was done by Errol Otis. Yeah. Uh, who, and, who you'd uh, remember as being the guy who does mostly like squishy tentacles and goop monsters and stuff like that for old D&D source books. Yeah, but in this one, it's just <laughs> goopy, nonsense teenagers, and uh, everyone's got big dicks and their tits are out. 
Uh, yeah, the dicks in particular, I don't know if they have big dicks or if he's just really bad at crotch anatomy. Like, the the bigger a dude is, like, the fatter a guy is in his art, the more likely he is to look like he has, like, action figure legs. Uh. Like, you know, legs that bolt on from the side around, like, a diaper-shaped mid-area. <laughs> All the fat guys in this book have that look that where it looks like they have a 30-pound dick, but realistically, it's just that he didn't do a very good draw. <laughs> he put skinny legs on a fat guy. Yeah, and then every single woman uh, either is nips a-poppin' or actually breasts out. Yeah, there's a couple teenagers with their boobs out in this book, which is gross. Uh, yeah, I'm oh, like, great. come on, man. You... I get the, the intro's like, oh, you know, we tried to really talk about the real things of high school. And, you know, kids are having sex in high school, so we'll talk about that. I'm like, yeah, but you don't need to, sh like... Give me a drawing of a 15-year-old with her top off. I really appreciate that what they were trying to accomplish here was tell you what high school is really like, given that this purports a universe where every single high school student has a nickname instead of a real name, hmm, hmm. Uh, and, and kids are routinely killing and maiming each other, and then mostly just getting detention for it. Yeah, the the amount of shit in this is weird because... I mean, on the one hand, you do have all this stuff where you're like, oh, I don't I don't remember any of this happening in my high school. Or maybe if it did, it was a very noteworthy thing that it did happen because it happened once. Yeah, yeah. Like a fight broke out. And you'd be like, oh, I remember a fight breaking out. But this is I mean, just the example of play, like the first one of the examples of play that's in the book is cartoonishly violent, which suggests to me that it was like, OK, we're. This is more of a comedy about a, a, a wacky, over-the-top high school. But then, no, the the charts and the uh, the the introduction by the author is like, this is about the real things that actually happen in a high school. And that's the weird thing, is so much of the, like you say, the example of play or, you know, various times when it talks about, like, combat or drugs or sex or anything like that it's like oh yeah these kids are doing that all the time but then when you go to like oh what's an average day like when you're playing this game it's like you will go into a school then in a classroom you'll roll on this d100 table looks like you met up of an average male okay i roll Better for roll reaction. To see what they're <laughs> the reaction is they want to borrow your pencil okay and like that's it. It's the most boring shit ever. I actually went through and was like, all right, what would a day look like in this game? And I just started rolling random encounters in there. And it was pretty much just, you met a person. They didn't care. You met a different person. They also didn't care. You went to the streets and found someone from a different school. They were like, hey, what up? <laughs> like, it was the most boring bullshit. The example of reactions, like how reactions work in this game is like, uh, a militant lesbian-looking st uh, teenage student is walking around the street with her nips all poking out. And then an old lady sees her and tries to give her a lecture about how youth is no good these days. And so she responds by flipping the old lady off. The old lady would like to hit her, but she doesn't. Instead, she walks away muttering about kids these days. Yeah. And I'm like, right. what do you, what, what, what is, why would anyone want to play out that non-interaction? And... <laughs> Like, even that is like, oh, the only reason the old lady wouldn't hit her is because her courage score isn't high enough. Right. 
And every single NPC you meet, there are charts for, like, figure out what this person's class is, what their stats are, what they're carrying at the time. Yeah, because everyone keeps their, as they become adults, they keep their high school classes, because this game has high school classes, basically. Uh, So this old lady was, like, an average, uh, as opposed to being a jock or a cheerleader or something. Yeah, Okay, you know e- what? Since we're we're starting on that, can we talk about the classes real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, I had a thing to talk about with the day plans from the end of the book, but that's the end of the book. So sure, let's get right up and talk about the classes. Okay, so when you're making a character in this, you're going to roll some stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and may as well talk about the stats before we get into it. You've got seven that you roll and then one that is a... Uh, a secondary, a derived. A secondary, yeah. So you figure out your strength, your coordination, appearance, intelligence, your learning drive. Yeah, that's nice. Courage. It's a stat that feels relevant. Yeah, your courage and your willpower. All of that is just you roll seven d10 and place those d10s however you want. Oh, I didn't even do that. When I was making my bonus character, I rolled down the line. I didn't know I could rearrange. Oh, yeah. No, you just roll seven and place however. So, yeah, and you can voluntarily lower your stats, because here's the fun thing about the classes in this game. They have stat maximums in a lot of cases. Yeah, there's, what, two I think there's classes? two, yeah. Yeah, that have a stat max, which... They both feel like, oh, did you roll, like, garbage and couldn't get into a decent class? I guess you're one of these, then. Well, one of them has nothing but stat maxes, and that's the loser. And I want to save that for last, because there's a lot to say about the loser. The other is the tough, which is a bully. It's like basically being a big, dumb bully. That one has both stat maximums and stat minimums. Yes. Uh, And then, of course, your constitution is your drive stat. You just take strength and willpower and add them together. And uh-huh. that's pretty much your hit points. Yeah, that's how you generate your hit points. Now, the, the classes are, and we'll do them in order, the average. Which is, uh, I didn't roll high enough or low enough to really care one way or the other, and I'm just o- your average student. <laughs> or honestly, all these other classes sound like gross, stupid stereotypes, so I decided to make a regular high school student. Yeah, uh, and uh, you get more flexibility with that. Uh, All the other classes have, like, skills that they specifically have to take, and then, like, one that they can pick. Uh, You get less as an average, but you get to pick whatever you want. So average is less about being average and more about just sort of being a, like, jack-of-all-trades or open to whatever. Honestly, it's it might be one of the best classes potential in the game, because this game has a win state where you can win the game at the end of like a session or two. Uh, and, and since if you roll like a really high stat, you might think, okay, I rolled like a 10 appearance. I should be a cheerleader. But rather than doing that, you could roll 10 appearance and just be the hottest average in the world. And then you can choose your skills for, to, to maximize your effectiveness. Yeah. The, uh, every class gets essentially three skills that they know and you get to pick one more. Yeah. Uh, the average just gets to pick three skills. But that's still quite good. Uh, the brain is what it sounds like. It's the nerd. Uh, I was surprised to see it doesn't have any stat minimum requirements for strength or anything. Uh, these guys are just the people who are very, very good at academic and, uh, uh, study. They're intelligent. They need to have an 8-plus intelligence, an 8-plus learning drive, and a 7-plus willpower. Uh, oh, yeah. There so are... They, they, 
two things in here that are actually basically three that are essentially like trying to be a paladin in old school, like second ed AD and D where you're just like, man, you better have lucked into some really good roles. Yeah. Yeah. So, so brains in, in, in particular are the ones who are like the guys who re- remind the teacher that they forgot to assign homework and so on, but they aren't necessarily the targets of everyone's ire. They're not this book kind of sets up a jocks versus nerd thing the thing is it introduces a whole separate class to be the target as opposed to the brains yeah in this one the brain is more like oh what is this it's just a smart kid Mm -hmm. uh they're probably going to not be in the same classes as your average jock and they'll just sort of be the valedictorian type rather than the like 80s nerd trope Right. Because you think with a game like this where it sets up everything as like there's brains and jocks and cheerleaders and whatnot, and those are your classes, that it would be more like the old movies yeah, because of the whole click right? thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ultimately, the, the big thing you run into right away when you're like, okay, this feels like it's supposed to be a send up of, of high school movies. Uh, I mean, it's. 1982 it's canadian and and a lot of those old high school and sex romp comedies were canadian uh but realistically it's too old for almost everything it came out the same year as fast times it came out before most of the famous high school movies you think of every single john hughes movie is newer than this yeah it it basically looks from the outside like oh this is definitely what it's probably going to try and be but when you look at it like oh no this is just someone who is like let's make a high school simulator yeah like the only movies that are old enough that are and famous to kind of feel like they might have influenced are meatballs and porkies uh but those movies are fun so they they can't possibly have had any influence on this and for the most part, the people in those movies that would be like the protagonists would in this game be the losers, which are the yes. worst thing you can be. Yeah, this game, it, it it sets up a strong slobs versus snobs dichotomy and then positions itself exceedingly firmly on, on the snob side. Yes. <laughs> it, this, is, this is a game for playing as a mean bad guy, and that is, I guess, what they wanted to do. So beyond the brain, we get to the cheerleader. Uh, this is our first introduction to the way that this game treats high school girls. Yeah. Uh, uh, this which... is a female-only class. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the good-looking, charming girl. Their personality may range from nice to mean, uh, but they have a lot of friends. They have to have an 8-plus appearance, a 6-plus coordination, because they're a cheerleader. Yeah. And they start with the charisma, dancing, and friends skills, because a lot of things that would not normally be skills are skills in this game. Yeah because the fact that making friends in this game is not something you can just do in RP. It is, you have to have rolled really well on a reaction role for someone to then go, Hmm, maybe I should be their friend. Yeah. I mean, presumably you can make friends with the NP or the other players as much as you would like to, but anyone else in class, you have to roll, everything is mathed out. I mean, I don't know if we've made that exceptionally obvious yet, but this is basically a boardless board game. Yeah. When I say it was a high school simulator, I mean that in the same way that there are like forklift simulators in that it is just a very rote, who cares, boring version of this. And someone decided to make all the math for it. 
Yeah, and also all the art is either unpleasant or non-existent. So it's kind of a, a, a high school simulator the way that, like, Dwarf Fortress is a Dwarf Fortress simulator. <laughs> uh, after the cheerleader is the criminal. This is the person who you want to play as if you would like to be a drug dealer or a thief or any other number of evil, uh, illegal things. They start with the skills illegal economics, lockpicking, lying, and smuggling. So they actually get more skills than everybody else. But they require an eight plus, uh, excuse me, courage, a six plus coordination, and a six plus intelligence. Yeah. Now the reason I think you really think that this is going to be like a John Hughes type game is because the first four classes after average are brain cheerleader, criminal jock, and you're like, oh, I'm just missing basket case, and then I have the Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but The Breakfast Club came out three years after this book, I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Uh, so and it's good instead of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you got the jock, the natural athlete to whom the girls do swarm. Uh, they're yeah, not and this mean. is male only. Yeah, this is the this is basically the distaff cheerleader. Uh, they're, they tend to hang out a lot with their with their other jocks. They don't necessarily act as bullies because there is the tough class. Uh, they require an 8-plus strength, a 7-plus coordination, and a 6-plus appearance. They automatically have friends, leadership, and sports, as well as one more skill, and they have to be male. So they really are just the distaff cheerleader. Yeah, uh, it's interesting, though, the fact that this book splits up Jock and the next class tough into yeah. two different things. Because, again, so often in any sort of media for high school, you're like, oh, the Jock and the Tough is the same thing. Also, yeah. the Loser and the Brain is the same thing. Yeah, and then the tough also kind of borders on the on the uh, the criminal. Yeah, like basically, this book splits characters down just a tiny bit too much to the point where, if you're a cheerleader, there's no reason that you have to be have any of the cheerleader stereotypes that we're used to. You're just someone who's going to try and win this game through having friends. Oh yeah, because everything you do in this game is assigned a point value, basically. Yeah. So you can you, get ahead by like, oh, I made a, a bunch of money. Oh, well, I have a bunch of friends. I got really good grades. And you're just sort of comparing all of your different things. Now, the tough is just the bully. They tend to hang around with other toughs and also with criminals. They're just mean and stupid. They have to have a seven, a seven or higher strength, a six or higher coordination, but they can't courage. have courage. Sorry, I keep saying that. Uh, but they can't have a, a five or higher intelligence or a four or higher leadership. Yeah. Uh, anything above a five or a four, and you're not allowed to be a tough. They that cannot said, be s smart or learning drive, not leadership. That's, uh, you are allowed in this game to voluntarily lower your stats in order to play as a specific one of these classes. Yeah, if you happen to roll and you're like, oh, I actually don't have two rolls below a five or whatever, then at that point you're just kind of like, I guess if I really wanted to play a bully, I can take one of my stats and lower it. Yeah, and the example of how to do that, it says, is if a player would like to be a tough, but the character's intelligence was 10, then the character could hit his head against a brick wall until brain damage set in, thus reducing his intelligence. Any attribute oh. may be reduced by the player. Ah, oh, the exact same feeling as reading this book. <laughs> uh, I don't want to compare any part of the feelings of this book to drinking a pan-galactic gargle blaster. <laughs> uh, then you've got The Loser. Uh, the loser is the last of the classes in this, and it is what happens if you don't roll any any value above five. Yeah, if you've got a four or less in everything, 
then congratulations, you get to be a loser. <sighs> okay, so so loser is what you're thinking of when you think of the main character of most high school comedies, you know, like the lovable but irascible doofus who or not irascible, the lovable approachable doofus who by the end of this is going to put one over on those rich guys in Gamma House. Yeah, except for most of the time you're like, "Oh no, those are brains." Because yeah. the loser in this is isn't just like, "Oh, you're kind of like clumsy or nerdy." This is you're ugly and stupid and lazy and cowardly. You are the worst of everything. You have no desire to do anything. You don't want to better yourself. You can't Im- <laughs> better your- better myself. <laughs> do you hear what he said? Better <laughs> ourselves. We on the split shift. <laughs> God damn it. That's such a good movie. Mr. I would so Wood, much you ra- from Skid Row. There's no such thing as bettering yourself. <laughs> God damn it. God, I love that movie so fucking much. <laughs> Uh, fuck this podcast. Let's go watch Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> we stayed in school till sixth grade, then we split. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so the loser also does not have the opportunity to better themselves. Uh, they literally can't. Uh, they can't get their stats. They can raise their stats, but it doesn't make them not a loser anymore. They only have certain skills they're allowed to choose. They, uh, If at a later time they get a new school, uh, school skill, they're banned from any of the good ones because they're just too stupid and gross to get them. And I don't know if I can stress enough how violently mean this book is to people who it classes as losers. Yeah, it's like, look, you can't be cool or have any charm or friends or even play music or train also- in combat. You're automatically poor. They have a maximum. They they have a really high max or low maximum for their uh, the amount of money they can make. They yeah, can you just have to roll barely... for social level, and yeah, you can just barely get middle class at the highest. Yeah, uh, but it describes. It's like oh, the average loser has never shaved or showered. They have rotting, moldy clothes that are literally falling off them. Uh, they're often homosexuals. <sighs> I mean, it is just. Uh, it, I can't get over how much this book hates a certain type of high school student. And since it's from 1982, it is very liberal in the ways that it describes them that, that would not fly today where it's like, Oh, (laughs) these guys are, these guys often have mental deficiencies and they're closet homosexuals who need to be punished for that closet homosexuality. And it it just goes on like that for forever. Uh, anyway, the, the fact that it's like, Hey, what's this? Oh, a loser is too stupid and repulsive and clumsy and tone deaf to have any good skills. Ugh. Yeah, like, basically this book comes out and is like, look, there are some high school students who are just trash lumps that it's okay to kick. Yeah, it was like, hey, remember that kid in your high school that was kind of weird and didn't really have a lot of friends and was probably going through something and, you know, maybe did have some problems, but, you know, it's high school and everyone's an asshole? Well, we're saying that it's actually good and proper to be mean to them. <laughs> yeah, that it's normal and right to do that. Now, John, do you remember that guy in your high school who uh, was kind of a dumpy loser and had a lot of problems and didn't make any friends and so on? Uh, yes, I do. His name was Moriarty. <laughs> uh, well, they get the following skills. Uh, where are they? I'm trying to find them in here. It's like pity. I, I can't see them in this list that I'm looking at. Yeah, but uh, oh, here it is: crudeness, isolation, and pity. Yes. 
Uh, isolation also a skill, as opposed to merely a state in which one might be placed. And he is not allowed to pick any additional skills. Uh, yeah, not at the beginning of the game, and also when he does get new skills, because everyone gets a new skill every time they, like... Well, you have the chance to get a new skill. Yeah, you have a chance to get a new skill every time you, you graduate from a, a grade and go up a grade. Uh, but these guys can't pick charisma, coolness, friends, leadership, manners, music, or trained combat, ever. Which is... God, it's so weird, because you'd think, at least, like, music or trained combat, you'd be able to do something with... Because you'd be like, oh, it's a band geek. Uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. There's so many people that would fall under the category of loser that this book, uh, this book's idea of a loser is very specific. It's a, it's a moldy, lumpy little goblin person who has, <laughs> uh, there, uh, normally there's a rich hit, uh, diaspora of, of losers in a high school. There, there's so many different kinds and they come from so many, so many different places. I mean, this guy, obviously it's 1982. He hadn't gotten a chance to see American Pie yet. Plus, trained combat means that this guy, uh, being banned, means that this guy never saw the meme about how the true loser let you go off and have sex with women while he studied the blade. Yeah, I was just like, this seems very strange because he's taking the term loser and applying it in such a very oddly specific category because you can have losers, like you were saying, of all stripes, but apparently those would just be average students that didn't have great stats rather than someone who was a four or less in everything and they are a loser i gotta be this has got to be like the death of an era where i mean maybe in the 70s and so on a lot of movies were like ah oh, chad worthington is definitely the best of the chads he's the one who will win the contest obviously this movie doesn't even need a plot huh. and sometime it's... in the 80s they were like well, we've got a Rodney Dangerfield. We might as well start celebrating weird-looking dudes. <laughs> the uh, the weird thing with this also is, who's playing that? Who is sitting down at a table, manages to roll 7d10 and get nothing above a 4, and then go, oh yeah, I'm definitely still playing this. I would like to be a, the loser that everyone hates and dumps on, and... This is an RPG that has an actual end game with a scoring condition where you win or lose. And I want to be the one person that like literally cannot win. Yeah. I mean, I have to assume that the idea was that you don't, that technically it is possible that someone might roll seven fours and be forced to play the loser, but that most of the time it's just to help populate your class with a couple of obvious targets for everyone to dump on in case they have dump on related skills that they need to to use in order to try and win the game. Yeah, so that someone who played it tough can be like, oh, I can pick on the loser and not feel bad about it. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, John, I really want to talk about the example of play that does feature a tough and a loser while we're thinking about it. Sure. There's an example of play in the middle of this book that describes how the skill system works. And the skill system is fairly simplistic. You, you get a, a target value that usually is calculated off of one of your, your core attributes, uh, and modified by the rank and the skill that you have. Uh, all skills start at rank one for starting characters. Uh, you roll under that number or less on a d10, you succeed in the skill. So in the example of play, there is a tough who walks into a classroom, and there's there's a nerd there, and the nerd's name is Stench. And Stench smells so bad that anyone who gets near him automatically vomits 1d10 times. Wow. Uh, his clothes are rotting to the point of falling off, and he is, it is clear that he has gross trollish skin also 
he's gay. He's secretly gay. But as as this tough walks into the room, this secretly gay, gross, stinky person is looking at pictures of wieners in the high school biology textbook. Uh, the tough, uh, concerned with moral uprightness, decides that no one should look at wieners in class and kicks, <laughs> <laughs> and kicks his desk over. Uh, this just uh, succeeds. He knocks the, the, the loser's desk over and does some damage to him. See, uh, the thing is, for me, I hear that and I'm like, you know, if if it wasn't the way that it is described, if it was just like someone walks into class, sees someone else looking at a science book, and then freaks out and goes, no one should look at wieners. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> hilarious. Unfortunately, it's described in the most mean-spirited way possible. Yes. Uh, given that it goes on, because after kicking down the desk, he then walks over, grabs the nerd, or not nerd, because he's not a brain, the loser, and throws him out a second-story window. Uh, he, he's described as hanging on by his fingertips for dear life. When the teacher walks in, the teacher says, Hey, tough, what are you doing? What are you doing over by the window? And the tough's like, I'll lie and say I'm getting some fresh air. Now, this is my favorite part of this. Despite all this other horrible shit happening, the nerd, or sorry, the tough is forced to make his lie skill and he fails miserably. He has to roll a two or less. He rolls a seven. Okay. Obvious, huge failure. The, the teacher does not believe him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't believe you. Anyway, sit down. It's time for class. Ah! No repercussions. The tough goes, okay, but as I'm walking away, I slam the window on the loser's fingers so he falls out the window and falls on the ground two stories down. (sighs) The lie roll had no value. There was no punishment for failing it. It was just, oh, make a lie roll with this guy. I completely fail. Anyway, he wants to do a test. Anyway, nothing happens. And if you had succeeded, nothing would have happened. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I guess you maybe get some points for succeeding for, like, when you try and graduate. Yeah, great. You lied. That means you get a skill point in lying. Hmm. Uh, there's a calculation chart after that. I'm just going through the process of creating a character. There's a calculation chart here for making your figuring out your social level. And the reason I'm going over every little detail of making a character is because there's only two more. Oh, yeah. So your social level is you roll a d10 and every class has a range that they can be in and if you roll outside of that you just roll again until you get one that you can mm-hmm. uh if you are a criminal or an average you can be anything yeah but the other ones have limits yeah uh for example brain can be can only be middle class or higher uh, jock is jock and cheerleader are both kind of in the middle like they can just be middle to middle upper and that's all they can do yeah you can't be like poor but you also can't be rich I find if the you're idea a cheerleader or a jock which again very that this person didn't do any 80s <laughs> teen stuff or 70s teen stuff to not recognize that rich jocks are a, are a thing yeah that's so much a thing i mean i guess people are going to come back and tell us in, in like various chat channels and so on that no prior to 1985 no one had ever made a movie about a loser who cleaned up and did good where they had to defeat a rich jock that was the first time that ever happened and i'm gonna be like when did caddyshack come out because that's all i care about now (laughs) Uh, Uh, and the tough and the loser have to be poor yeah the loser in particular has to be especially poor yeah they can barely get to middle and the tough can get slightly above that while still being middle class. 
Yeah. Oh, Caddyshack came out in 1980. So that means that Slobs versus Snobs was an established existing thing. That said, the problem with Caddyshack being used as a Slobs versus Snobs story is that the characters want to play golf in a fancy country club, and indeed they get to. So they're just assholes, too. Everyone's an asshole. Yeah, it's not slobs versus snobs as far as like ah we're better than you it's ah we've finally gotten to be the same as you yeah ah indeed we are now at your level rich jocks yeah uh okay the other thing that you have to roll on is the uh uh age chart oh you also get to figure out your allowance based on social level oh good point good point yeah and you're you, you figure out how cash. much money you start with and what your allowance per week is. Yes, and then you roll your age, and you actually have to randomize and calculate your birthday. And then you've got your problems. Uh, problems, every high school student probably has some problems. Uh, there is a 1 in 10 chance of having a, a problem, by the way, is just a, a term they're using for uh, 9 out of 10 times physical defect. Yeah. And then the additional 1 in 10 time... Uh, something wrong with you and i don't want to say it that way because one of the things that can be wrong with you is just homosexual yes in fact Uh, a lot of it a lot of that chart is homosexual or is queer because you can also be asexual or bisexual or homosexual yes uh i mean most of it is just sex stuff that isn't just i like pure vanilla (laughs) like man woman penis and vagina yeah given that the between 12 and 19 on the d20 roll is basic uh, masochist sadist and sadomasochist yeah uh the the thing with problems is the better looking you are the less of a chance you have to have any problem mm-hmm. uh but you have to roll under your appearance so if you have appearance 10 you can only have a problem if you roll a 10 on a d10 uh yeah but if you are a low appearance, then you might have multiple problems. Yeah, you can because you take uh, your appearance if it's five or less. Uh, you subtract uh, your appearance from five, and the number you get there is the number of times you have to roll on the appearance problem chart. Yeah, so if you have an appearance of two, you got to roll three times. If you roll the same thing twice, you get to ignore. Uh, you just have one of them. Uh, some of these problems are hilarious. For example, tall is a problem. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you're then you're, you're a bean pole. Yeah, I guess you're a gangly type. Uh, they have a three tall is you have a one in ten chance of being too tall. And then once you roll it, you have a three in ten chance of being too tall for tall people. And you only redu- you reduce your appearance by one. Yeah, which <laughs> I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? If I'm excessively tall, I'm just. Like, why am I reducing my appearance? Why am I not just like, yo, I'm on the basketball team and I'm real um, good? Well, I mean, John, let's if you're on the basketball team, then I mean, let, let's think about the two times in this book that there's art of black people. Yeah, well, one of them God is a drug it. dealer. The And the one of them on the cover is a drug dealer. And the other one in one of the random pages of the book is like a Black Panther style pimp beating up a, a, a preteen in a ba- in a public bathroom. Yeah. So, you know, mm. there's that. Yeah. Yeah. No, none of it is. None of this is OK. Everything is bad. This book deserved its banning because and not because of any kind of freedom of speech shit, but just because it fucking sucks. Yeah. It's uh, some real bullshit and terrible. Yeah. Also, I don't think I've ever seen the term erotomania tossed around so much. Hmm. 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 
I mean, don't we normally call that something else? Like, I, I know there's a there. It's like satyr and and nymphomanias. Yeah, nymphomania nowadays. and uh, satyriasis. Yeah, I think those are the. Maybe that's the Canadian one. Also, this guy can't spell. Never hired an editor and doesn't care if he get it just just moves right along getting lots and lots of things wrong because it'd be like oh the manias you might have include kleptomania spelled with a c for some reason erotomania megalomania which i i, I guess is the fear of glowing megs and pyromania <laughs> me glow mania <laughs> oh also when you, determining your age they fucked up on how to do it and that in parentheses there's a two equals int Plus learning drive, and you're like, wait a minute, what? What, what does can two only do that equal if int mean? Can you only do this chart if your int equals two? What are we doing? And no, he just forgot to put a multiplication or he failed to put a multiplying sign in there. Yeah, he put an equals instead of a times. I think there's one spot, and it uh, we're no, there's no way we're going to get to it in time. But there's one section where they're describing the teachers at the made up high school that is the setting of this book, and it's, mm-hmm. there's so many errors in one single guy's description that it's amazing. Uh, ah. His name is Clint, and he's a, a gym teacher who also teaches health classes, but he doesn't care about them. He is aggressively mean to his students, and he is described as regularly breaking the arms of his students. Yeah, uh, obviously. Naturally, that's the kind of thing teachers do forever and continue to get away with. Uh, that he rules the class with an iron fish. <laughs> and that he has acrophobia. And then in parentheses, the fear of spiders. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) i was like come on guy there's other spots in the book where you do know what acrophobia is it's good it's real good i really hope that it's not a misprint and he does rule with an iron fish though that would be the way i mean honestly if i hadn't already made my character i'd be busy trying to make a character who tries to rule the school with an iron fish Why do you have a big, heavy iron fish? Oh, I'll rule you. You'll find out soon enough. Uh, Okay. Yeah, so so once you you do that, and you've got all your defects and whatnot. The last thing about that is that there's a small chance that your defect is a mental defect. We mentioned already that there's a few of them, uh, but there are actually quite a few. And then we'll move on to skills. Yeah. Uh... There's also, if during the part where you are figuring out your age, you manage to uh, get particularly old or young, then you might have to change your stats. Yeah, I think the only way you can do that is if you roll... uh... Uh, You can get 16 as one of your starting ages, and then if you're a guy, you get plus one strength, and a girl gets plus one appearance. Yeah, so obviously this game's got some bio truths in it, but otherwise that that's not very likely. You have to roll aggressively bad on both your learning drive and your intelligence to be that old. Oh yeah. You would have to be, I would say probably a one or a two on both of those. And then also really low on a D six. Yeah. Cause the actual result is a double your intelligence plus your, your learning drive plus a D six. And then you compare that against a chart uh, where you can range anywhere between 13 and 16, but 13 through 15 don't get any stat modifications. Yeah. The other thing about the stat modifications is there's temporary stat modifications in this game uh, that are all hilarious and bad. Uh, for example, if you have sustained a blow to the head recently, you take a minus one to your appearance. Hmm. 
You get a plus one appearance for every ten times your appearance spent in uh, in dollars spent on clothing. You get plus one appearance if you're wearing makeup or padding for both sexes. So if you're stuffing your trousers, that's plus one appearance. Hell yeah. However, if uh, <laughs> if the roll is unsuccessful by three or more points to attempt to stuff your trousers, although I don't, there's no roll mentioned here. Roll against intelligence. Ah, uh, there you go. Um, if the if you fail by three or more, then you lose a d three appearance points permanently because everyone catches you stuffing. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a bunch of skills you can choose from, and they all have ranks that are extremely expensive to try and get to, and you will never get it done because you only have four years to go to high school. I mean, the thing is, you get points in these skills, and there are points versus levels. So you might say, you know, if I start with a level one in something, uh, then I have essentially, let's say it's brewing, that's the first skill. We'll look at that. If mm-hmm. I know how to make alcohol, and I started with that skill, then I have three points in it, because that's the lowest amount you need to have that rank. Right. In order to get to rank two, I need nine points. So I have to get six more, and you get points in there if you manage to make a good batch yeah. So every time you roll to make alcohol, if you manage to make a good batch, you get a point for it. And no. you can also get it if you just spend two hours experimenting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now now keep in mind that to get to say go to rank three to four is you need thirty points, right? Which means you need yeah, to make you go eighteen to thirty, yeah. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's cumulative or if it's per rank gained, like if you need eighteen to get to no, that's that is how much total you need. Okay, so that means that that uh, between rank three and rank four, you need to make successful alcohol twelve times or spend twenty four hours experimenting with alcohol. Yes, which is you know boring if you're trying to do that at the table is the thing that you're doing during your game. But then again, since this is a board game that just forgot to put a board in there, I guess boring is kind of the watchword. I mean, almost all of the skills have essentially a if you roll this and succeed you'll get a point Mm -hmm. uh but then certain things like let's say studying Mm -hmm. you can get points in that for just spending time studying yeah so it's gonna go up in ranks quickly uh charisma is where the seduction one goes you gain points uh every time you are successful with a date or a flirt uh and also each time someone falls in love with a person possess or with you if you have this skill uh you also get 2 points every time you successfully seduce someone and seduction in this game means sex yes it does it is not seduction of like now someone's interested in me seduction is literally you have sex with someone yeah, uh, I didn't. I honestly didn't pay attention to this page especially well because the art on this page is this dude eating like a gross lunch. Which, if you look closely, you can see that the lunch has bunches of tiny people hiding in it and screaming. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fucked up, weird picture. It's a nasty, gross picture, and I hate it. Why is this guy have a <laughs> unibrow? What what are we doing? Well, obviously, this is a loser. Thing All is, basically, ninety percent of the art in this is losers, and then occasionally you're like, oh, that's just some person. Oh yeah, unless it's women, and, and there's only one loser woman in the book, and she looks like a like a fire hydrant, and, and, and the rest of the women have big nipply boobs. Yep, uh, and so. a lot of them 
they just cut off so you don't see the head. It's just like, oh, this is a this is a pair of tits. That's all this is. Yeah. Anyway, there's a bunch of skills. A lot of them are at least modestly interesting. I mean, you've got uh, various types of fighting, but like we said, there's things like friends and isolation. Uh, which, yeah, which the fact you that normally... things like pity and isolation and uh, stuff like that are in there as skills and can actually get you like points at the end of the game. If you're like, oh, I was very pitied by everyone. I got yeah. points for it. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the 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 loser gameplay structure is to spend your time trying not to be around anyone else because they will obviously, of course, punish you for being shitty. Uh, and then you won't be able to successfully succeed at your studying and isolation tests, which is all that you care about. Well, yeah, because if you isolation is basically anytime you <laughs> you would roll to get a, an encounter you have a one in 10 chance of just being able to avoid it. Yeah. Which is the isolation skill is not playing the game. Congratulations. So at that point, character creation is done and you start diving into what you do in this game. And here, here's a big spoiler alert. What you do in this game is largely roll on charts. I mean, you're, yeah. You're Whenever rolling a chart every half hour. <laughs> you're like, okay. I'm in uh, a classroom. All right. There's a two out of 10 chance per class period that you'll have an encounter. Okay, great. So I'm going to roll. And if I have five class periods, I'll probably have one encounter a day. Great. Uh, outside the classroom, again, two out of 10 chance. But this is per five minutes you spend outside a classroom. Yeah. So you're basically just sitting there rolling on these tables over and over again. There's not really going to be an overlying story structure to the game there's not going to be i mean you have classes you go to and like i mentioned earlier there are these two like day examples that tell you what happens from day to day but they are largely just excuses for the author to take one last trance to you know haul out some hacky old high school jokes yeah i mean, I mean listen, <laughs> listen to this bullshit uh, day one nine to nine oh five a.m announcements nine oh five to nine forty science first period nine oh five Buzz tells everyone to choose a lab partner and read chapter 26 in the text. 9.06. Buzz falls asleep at his desk. Those who try to read chapter 26 will find that the book stops at chapter 16. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Great. Yeah. Why not? Why the fuck not? This is so much fun. Um, yeah. Also, God, every time you would do this, because you're going to be rolling on these tables for random events to happen. Uh-huh. You sure are, constantly. All the time. And, like, okay, your outside-of-school encounter is more than half of the time is just, oh, you encounter someone from another school. Yeah. Or yeah, from and, your school. That's and it. it. And if it's an adult, then you still go... The weird thing is, every time you encounter someone, it's like a brand new person, and you have to go through and roll their entire character and a bunch of extra spa spare NPC charts to see, like, what kind of stuff they might have on them and what their reaction to you is and what kind of interaction or roles you can make on them. Yeah, but it's also like, oh, 21 to 55 is you encounter a student from another school and they just randomly roll up a new NPC. Mm -hmm. But you could be like, I rolled a 74 while I was outside of school. I randomly encountered an infant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. School encounters and random encounters are different. In school, you can encounter things like a visitor or a school worker. <laughs> I mean, 
Oh my, a guest speaker is here. <laughs> I found a janitor. <laughs> I mean... Oh, I randomly encountered a stink bomb. It doesn't say if it's a stink bomb that has gone off or if I get one or what. Nothing like that. Uh, also, the encounters can be groups of people, in which case you might encounter things like a parade of losers. Oh, and one of the encounters that you can have in a school is a truant officer. That must be a lot of fun. If you're like, you run into a truant officer. Okay, well, I'm in school. Yeah. yeah. So, I was I, like, I, uh, what? Why would they be? Okay, you know what? Sure, fine, whatever. Fuck, fuck it, whatever. Who cares? Uh, yeah, the, the encounter tables are terrible. I mean, there's some neat stuff at the end of the outdoor encounter table where you can encounter things like a famous person or <laughs> a car. I encountered a car. Okay. <laughs> Those are rare in 1982 Canada. I don't think they'd have been invented yet there. There's a 3% chance I find an animal and a 1% chance I find a hate group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have as much chance of finding an old woman as I do a group of the clan. Now, technically it says hate group slash racists. Yes. So who and knows? if you find that, it's 1d10 times 10 of them. <laughs> That's a lot of racists. Yeah. You're like, oh, I was walking around minding my business, and all of a sudden there were 50 racists? Well, you know, you are in Fort Worth. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, take that, city no one ever makes fun of, but should. Well, what up now, Fort Worth? <laughs> Qu quit pretending you're not just more Dallas. No one believes you. Oh, uh, random classroom events are also incredibly fun. Like John mentioned, there's stink bombs, practice fire alarms, a visitor. Perhaps someone is showing some slides. Yeah. Now, all of this <laughs> is the random nonsense that you're going to roll to then see how people react to you. Yeah. And the reaction chart is massive, and there is a massive amount of modifiers to it. There's also a massive amount of reaction charts, because there's different ones for various types of adults, various types of high school students. Well, there's a reaction table that is a uh, 3 to 30. Right. And then that's basically everyone, but you have different modifiers depending on if it's like, okay, am I talking to a student? Am I talking to an adult? Am yeah. I talking to someone that i've like beat up before am i talking to someone i've helped yeah there's all of these modifiers and then also modifiers depending on okay am i talking to someone of the same class as me so if it's a jock talking to a jock there's a better chance that they'll get along if they're strong but if you're a jock and you happen to have a shitty strength then they're like hey fuck you buddy yeah. Uh, you also, if you, in case you, I guess, beat people up and take their stuff, you can encounter or you can roll on every single type of high school student plus adults and police officers uh, the stuff that they have on them at the moment, including you have to roll twice. Once you have to roll to see how many of the things off their table they have, and then you have to go and roll on their table as many times as the number of things that they are supposed to have. And it is entirely possible that they have nothing on them. It is also entirely possible that they have stuff on them, but it's boring, and why did you roll for that? You're like, oh, I uh, I mugged this jock, and the only thing he had on him was a sports bag? <laughs> okay. Well, I definitely shook down this loser, and he gave me an empty pen and a string. <sighs> Great, good. Also, a loser might have one cent, two cents, three cents, four cents, five cents, ten cents, 
25 cents or 98 cents. Great. Never a dollar, though. No, it maxes out at 98 cents. Losers can't have a dollar. <laughs> Losers can't have a dollar. <laughs> they can, however, have a moldy sandwich. Oh, good. Uh, one of their possessions is also a swarm of flies. Mm, mm, but I mean, mm. like, who is this? Who are we talking about who has a moldy sandwich or a decayed fruit? Like, I'm not even sure what the picture they're trying to paint is. Are these guys homeless or are they just, you know, lumpy? Yeah, it's it's so the loser in this is so weird. Every time you're like, what? is the stereotype you're trying to do here uh, who are we describing i don't know and then just a bunch of pictures of horny teachers looking at student titties uh yeah. combat yeah. combat exists in this game it's boring there did you did you need to know more uh there's strength yeah, damage I mean, it's, it's just a skill it's basically roll. rolling against your coordination and yeah. then again a giant chart of modifiers yeah, and then a damage chart that can occur, and you don't. I don't think you can get killed. I think you mostly just get knocked unconscious. Oh, you can die. Okay, you can also get killed. You can die, and the game is like, hey, if you die, then count however many points you currently have, and you can try and just sit on that to see if you win, or make a new character. Although you won't have any points because you'll be a new transfer student. Um... <sighs> Uh, there's big lists of weapons you can bring to school with you. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, of course, there's so many things you can do with as far as, like, weapons and drugs and things like that. But there's also the chance that you if you caught get caught trouble. with it, you just go to jail. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, if you end up being in jail, uh, then however long that character would be in jail, they just sit out. And if they would be in jail until past everyone else graduates, then... I guess it's the same thing as dying and you roll a new character. <laughs> oh, here's some great art of Napoleon Dynamite getting stabbed in the neck. Yeah. Uh, okay. You also have armor that's made up of things like leather pants and, and steel-toed boots and sports padding. Yeah. Because obviously if there, it, this game couldn't be simple in a thing like combat between two high school students. No, no. You have to have a constitution slash damage matrix and a bunch of armor mechanics that re repel various types of damage. I think one of my favorite things is that the armor has a damage modifier reaction chart uh, where, <laughs> where it's supposed to tell you how it reacts to very the armor responds to attack or... Um, or, or like blaster or, or like impact type weapons. And every single piece of armor in the entire game has the exact same chart result on that for damage type. Well, yeah, it's like, Oh, what does this protect against? Uh, types a or B. Okay. Is there any that don't protect against both of those? No, no, they all do both a and B and that's all they do. Oh, okay. Is there a type that isn't a or B? No, that's all the types. Okay. <sighs> sure. Yeah. Now, at this point, we start getting into shit that I can't imagine anyone's actually going to bother with in high school, because, again, the point of this game is to graduate with the most points. So you're going to do the thing you're good at over and over again and try and get the most points out of doing the thing you're good at. Obviously, unless you're playing a very specific type of criminal, you're not going to need to deal with how to make explosives, how to start riots, how to make corrosive acids and poisons. Oh, yeah. But I mean, if you're one of the people that's like oh i'm getting points by i guess just being an asshole then you're like great uh i make a poison and i poison the teacher or some shit 
And then there's a bunch of rules here for uh, how to dance and flirt and date and go oh, steady. Yeah. All the, the social rules in this is, again, a giant fuck-off chart of mm -hmm. modifiers. But as a character in this, you cannot just ask someone on a date. You also cannot flirt with anyone or dance with them. You have to roll for everything you want to do. And... Yeah. Uh, a lot of it is based on courage, so it's, oh, did you work up the courage to try and flirt with someone or whatever? So there's a whole chart for, like, okay, what's the age difference? Well, if the asker is younger, then you'll have a penalty, but if you're older, then you'll have a bonus. But if you're much older, then you're back to a penalty. Yeah, and I, I honestly skipped past this page because, again, this is the one with teenage nudity on it. Uh, for some reason, all of the women that he draws, whether or not they are supposed to be, he draws as evil. All of his women have like arch eyebrows and evil smiles. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Yeah, the, every one of them looks like a, a goopy Disney villain. Uh, <laughs> this one looks like an unfortunate go goopy Disney villain with one of her boobs out. But yeah, yeah, every type of of high school interaction that you can have that's a relationship thing is exceedingly charted, mathematically de detailed, and usually kind of punishing. Yeah, and I mean, we didn't really mention it, but in the reaction chart, that whole 3 to 30 thing, uh -huh. you have to roll 3d10, and then you add a bunch of stuff depending on, you know, all the modifiers. Now... If you get anything that's pretty much 13 to 20, then nothing really matters. They're just kind of like, hey, what up? Yeah. And it's a non-reaction. So if you want to get something actually good, like even the ones that are in the mid-20s are still just like, oh, someone will warn you of danger if it's coming. And I'm like... yeah. What what the fuck? What is some guy going to show up and be like, ah, yes, the CIA is after you. Beware, Golden Falcon. Careful, like, there's what? 10 to 100 racists over there. <laughs> but you have to get a 30 or more in order to make a friend or, uh, like, get someone to love you. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm looking at the, the rules for how to go steady. And it's just like, oh, hey, here's some examples of two, like, losers who were dating. They've had three excellent dates. It's Spaz, and he's been dating Puddle. They've had three excellent dates. They are friends, but not of the same character class, which means that their chance of going steady is five out of ten. Uh, they are now going steady because someone rolled, or because uh, Spaz rolled a one. I'm not sure how you choose which one of the two of them rolls for that. I'm going to go ahead and just default to the man rolls because... Uh, the, it's the PC. It's the PC. Oh, so this is... Can you date an NPC? I was about to ask, how the fuck does That's this work That's the only otherwise? thing you do. Because yeah. otherwise you'd be like, oh, uh, I go up to a PC and say, hey, do you want to go steady? And they say yes. Yeah. And then we both get points for it. Do, wait, do you get points for it? <laughs> or do, do you have to succeed at a skill roll to get any points? I don't know. I mean, most of it is succeeding at skill rolls, which means you can go ahead and, like, be friends with and date and do whatever with other PCs. But if they don't make you roll for things, then you're not getting any points for it. So it doesn't count. Uh, okay. So under seduction, there's a rule for how to have sex with an NPC. 
however, if two characters, which I assume is his word for PC, wish to have sex, a seduction roll is not necessary. But both must roll against their uh, their courage, courage minus one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> note that it is almost impossible to seduce a character who is actively resisting. If your character does, it is called rape. And then, we get, and then we get into pregnancy. Uh, pregnancy, you have a 2 in 10 chance, or, or women have a 2 in 10 chance of getting pregnant every time they uh, they have sex. If they use a birth control device, instead, uh, there is a 1 in 10 chance that the device will malfunction. If this occurs, there is a 2 in 10 chance of pregnancy. Uh, birth yeah. control pills will always work, but if a 1 is rolled, there was an oversight. Okay, let's talk about this real quick. Birth control pills and birth control devices are two different categories, but... They have the exact same effect, and he just reworded that there's a 1 in 10 chance of failure. Yeah. It's all just a 1 in 10 chance of failure, and then a 2 in 10 chance of if it fails, then pregnant. I was like, okay, so this game has responsibility as a skill, memory as a skill, it's got coordination and intelligence as as stats that you can have, and it none of that matters. You have a 1 in 10 chance that you forgot to take your birth control pills. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. There's nothing you can do. If you decide to have sex, then regardless of what precautions you may have taken, there is a 1 in 10 chance that you will have to have a 2 in 10 chance of pregnancy. Yeah, because you forgot to take your pills. Uh, None of the other skills in this game that seem like they would affect that at all do. They just don't. Was this book written by a chick tract? It's... This whole thing is so bad at being everything. (laughs) Yeah, like, it just doesn't seem to add up to anything. And, yeah. I mean, we're at a point where I want to stop talking about every little thing in the book because there's a there's several pages left in it, but we've already been talking for an hour, and it, it the rest of it is just more charts. I mean, it's also, it, it's charts for how, how valuable your sports awards are. It's charts for how to do car chases. Oh, yeah. Now, the end of the book has a entire success chart, of depending on what you did, these are the points you get. Mm-hmm. Please note that being raped results in a loss of points. Oh, obviously, Ugh. yeah. Thank you. Thank thanks. Thanks. So definitely, book. definitely don't let that happen to you. Oh yeah, and uh, being pregnant results in a loss of points as well. So just so you know, just so you know, don't no, put- I mean not for a guy. <laughs> Yeah, obviously they can't get pregnant. But, men, don't, you know. men don't get pregnant, and they also apparently don't cause pregnancies. Pregnancies are caused by sex with women. Yes, uh, men aren't are no men were not mentioned anywhere in that sentence, so they can't lose points for this. Nope, you can't lose points for getting someone pregnant. In fact, a successful seduction is worth points. Hmm. So, oh, note <sighs> note that uh, a rape is still a successful seduction. Oh, yeah. And there is no loss of points for being a rapist. Yeah. Just being raped. Yeah. Thanks, book. You're uh, the fucking worst. It's 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 complete ass. And the whole idea that it was like, oh, this is a banned book is, you know, it, it's deserved. This book is a piece of shit. Eat uh, my the, entire ass, you piece of shit book. The last thing in the book is a published adventure where one of the girls in the classroom, uh, keep in mind that every single person in the classroom just has a nickname. So you've got like Star and Spaz and Stench and Buzz and Blotto and Wonky Tong. 
Wonky uh. Wonky Tong is easily the worst of all of them. He's a he's an Asian man who is obsessed with disco music and always has a boombox. And the jokes with him are always Wonky Tong starts playing loud disco. Great, good. Anyway, they all get invited to a pool party at the cheerleader's house. The cheerleader has a slightly younger, more innocent sister, uh, and a slightly older sister who is a Playboy playmate type. Yep. Uh, as I'm sure you can imagine, this is the uh, the source of hijinks because you can break into their their uh, rooms and find their birth control pills and their their uh, their vibrators and their their, uh, their their Playboy bunny costumes. Great. So, Great. It, it, oh, and also at 10 p.m. at that party, no matter what happens overall, you have nothing to do with the the chain of events that occurs at this party. Uh, it just it just plays out like a little movie story that has nothing to do with the player's participation. Uh, so at the beginning, it's the the party starts at 9 p.m. At 9:10, Blotto vomits on a random PC. At 9:11, Sid vomits on a random PC. Great. Uh, at 10.40, it's 11.40, I forget where it is, somewhere in there, an orgy starts in the living room. Good. Oh, 11.05, Veg makes a contact with the spirit of his dead grandfather while vegging. Yay. Rattlers, this is at 11.35, now greatly intoxicated, drag the best-looking female PC, or Foxy, into the furnace room. <sighs> Sigh. So if you were curious whether or not the one uh, adventurer of this book also has rape in it, don't worry, it does. God damn it, game. Stop it. Oh, it is so horrible. Everything that happens during this party is extremely dumb. Like, the older sister is named Bunny because she's a Playboy bunny. Uh, She asks a random PC to help her with a stuck zipper in her Playboy bunny costume. Midnight is the orgy starts, and then 12.02, Star's parents come home. The Rattlers, all moderately intoxicated, try to recruit new members. The initiation is to beat up Puddle. Uh, Puddle is a loser girl who's in the class. Great. Ugh. So if your if your goal for the day was to beat up a fourteen year old woman, uh, then good job. Here's how you join this gang. Yeah, great. Also, uh, Puddle at like ten o'clock just passes out on the couch. So you'll be basically beating up an intoxicated, passed out girl. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, granted that happens after the initiation. So hopefully, hopefully no one took the rattlers up on this, and she just doesn't get uh, get beat up. Ugh. Ugh. Huh. At 11.40 p.m., G.I. Jim spots the red ember of Daisy's joint and sprays the patio with bullets. Ugh. This is the worst. This is the worst Who's game. The, what is the appeal? Who are they talking to? Like, who who did they think was going to buy this? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I assume that's why they made the brain not the loser is because they knew they were selling to nerds was the idea. It's just so, so maybe they cre- weird. Maybe they created the nerds su- the, or the losers such that they were like, well, we're going to try and sell this to 1982 role-playing game nerds. We cannot make them feel like we're insulting them. So the loser has to be the absolute worst possible thing. Oh, yeah. It's what's the loser? Oh, it's like like if you were just the worst person ever, that's a loser. You're just the worst. You're evil and mean and 
narcissistic and sadistic and the worst and you stink and fart and shit. <laughs> I like the, I'm now down in the glossary and I'm looking at the definitions of words. Uh, asexual, a person who prefers to forego, which they've spelled F-O-R-E dash G-O. What? I yep. don't know. The pleasures of sexual activity. These people have no interest in either males or females. Bisexual, a person who has no sexual preference. Okay, that is wrong. <laughs> they have <laughs> several sexual preferences. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, bisexual means you have all the sexual preferences. Fuck you, book. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, that is that is basically the end of the book. And thank God, because it's just the worst. No redeeming features. No. This game, by the way, there's a section in the back that says, Warning, this game deals with mature subject matter and is not suitable for children under 14 years of age. Yeah, this is not suitable. Full stop. Yeah. yeah, it's not suitable for children or adults above or below the age of 14. Or the age of 14. <laughs> it's bad. Mm-hmm. Have I mentioned this game is bad? It's yeah. bad. Man, I couldn't believe how bad. And this is expensive ex- exclusively for rarity. Yeah. The reason it's oh. rare is because it sucked ass and nobody would take it. <laughs> I love that the glossary has shit like, you know, bisexual and and uh a couple of things that like uh, that are that are things that matter to school like chemistry and so on. But then also stuff like phosgene, which is like a, a World War II era poisonous gas. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, John, what would you say is your favorite thing uh about this game? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, go on. Tell me, what's the best thing? I, I don't think I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, it's, you know it's what? Rare in- mm-hmm. The best thing in this game is that it wasn't rolled down the line. Is that they let you put your stats where you want to? Congratulations, <laughs> game. That's the only thing you have going for you. See now, I'm personally I'm surprised that's the case because the example mentions that if your character really, if your player really wanted to play a tough, but they have an intelligence of ten, then they can ram their head into a brick until nothing bad happens. Yeah, I'm like, but you, you Why just wouldn't you just rearrange put it? Ten there. Yeah, you want to keep that ten. That's a good stat. Why wouldn't you? If you could rearrange it, why wouldn't you rearrange the ten away from there? Yeah, it's just real weird. Yeah, I, I there have you go. no. What's your no favorite words. thing in this, huh? What's real good about this game? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say my favorite thing about this is the schadenfreude enjoyment I took away from how fucking bad this guy is at spelling. <laughs> uh, because every once in a while I'd be like, oh, wait, what? Did you mean to put... No, you just fucking suck, don't you? You're the loser. You're the loser and you're writing this book. It's you. You're the loser. Yeah. You're the rocket now, man. I, I mean, I know that it's mean to pick on people who can't spell because there's a variety of reasons why they might be unable to do so. But this is an inherently very judgy book. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and say that the the little ding, uh, cr- uh, little cracks in the armor that let me know that the person who wrote this book is just an unmitigated dumb asshole uh, <laughs> is my favorite thing. Great. There you go. What's your least favorite thing in the book? Oh, golly, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say that rape loses you points. Uh, Unless you're the doer. Unless you're the doer of the rape. Getting raped loses you points. Being a rapist, no effect on your score. 
Mm-hmm. I would say that's perfectly reasonable. I mean, ultimately, I could also take some of the sexist shit from this book, but I'm going to let you just, I'm going to just sort of expand what you're saying out into sexism in general and then take a different topic entirely. Great. The uh, the casual cruelty that this book rewards you for inflicting on students who are of associate, lesser social status or standing than you is abhorrent. Oh, yeah. Like, that's essentially how you get points in this if you're a tough is oh yeah you're gonna try and win this game by being the most sadistic psychopath i mean it's also the way you get points if you have any of the skills that are like uh, illegal economics or dirty fighting or intimidation which other classes start with and other classes can pick up as they make le- or make their way up the uh, the grade levels, which means that if you want to, any character class could be like, fuck it, I'm investing in intimidation and I'm going to be mean to nerds. Well, yeah, because essentially every class is like, oh, this is my main path to points. And then occasionally mm-hmm. you'll pick something where you're like, what else do I want? Do I want to double down on what I do and pick more skills that are based around that? Or do I want to branch out and be like, okay, I'm a brain, but I'm also going to take like vandalism and smuggling or whatever so that I'm getting points from getting good grades, but also for selling drugs. Now, the only way that you can learn new skills in this game is to pick one new skill. I mean, you can can improve skills in a variety of ways, but the only way is to learn a new skill in this game is to go to school for a year, wait out summer vacation, and then when you show up, you can choose to try and learn a new skill off the list. Um, And it's an intelligence check, which means... (laughs) Or no, learning drive. It's a learning drive check. So if you've got a shitty learning drive, it doesn't matter. You're just not going to get more skills. Speaking of learning drive, the only exception to that skill rule is if you would like to learn to drive. When you are in sophomore year, they offer a driving class. And if you take it and successfully pass it, you automatically get drive at rank two. Hooray. All right. So we've said our favorites and least favorites, but that does leave me in the awkward position of asking you, John, if you would play this game. No, never. No one should. I doubt anyone (laughs) did. Yeah, I don't think anyone ever played this. I'm sure. I'm going to be told I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, I'm sure someone's like, oh, well, actually, in some convention somewhere, and I'm going to go, great, I don't give a fuck. It was awful. You're awful for playing it. I don't care. Anyone associated with this game could go take a running jump. Fuck this game. I mean, ultimately, you have to assume to yourself that there are still people who have gross, horrible, racist, homophobic, bio-truth opinions, right? They still still exist. They're everywhere. Yeah, but they also don't want to roll on 15 charts every five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) but just imagine a time period when those descriptions of people were like the norm like that's just the regular uh everyone's a homophobic piece of shit because it's still perfectly okay to be super mean to, to to lgbt people uh i mean that means that there were people in this time period who were like yeah that makes sense all of everything in this book makes sense and none of it seems mean spirited i even if it was like oh yeah you should definitely be mean to like people if they're queer or whatever that still doesn't excuse all of the shit that's like hey you know what's great in this game is i don't know raping a woman and then stabbing someone in the throat that's how you win right Ah, god damn it god fucking damn it well there you go i mean it's a definite absolutely no recommend from both of us i think we can go ahead and just be be clear on that this is garbage uh this is this is one of the nadirs of the industry right here. Yeah, this is some real.
real horse shit. Yeah. This is this is going to be floating around in the toilet with Fatal for me. Right. Now, now that we're all done talking about just something that I wish I had never even read, uh, let's talk about some good stuff, can we? Can we can we break from this? We can. We can talk about something that's good, a role-playing game that isn't the worst ever. And a role-playing game that we have a, we have a personal connection to and an interest in, so we're excited about this. Hooray! Uh, I just wanted to let people know that Flying Circus, the game that we talked about like two years ago, where we we somehow managed to sell the uh, the concept of blimpleggers to to a, a listener, uh, a, a wonderful listener, a friend of ours. Um, <laughs> the game in which it will eventually appear, it has yet to appear uh, directly. Uh, Flying Circus is available and is pretty pretty damn great. Yeah, uh, it's been getting real good reviews. It's doing uh real well on all the sites that it is available on so mm -hmm. you know i'm super happy to see it doing well and uh you know just check it out it's i've uh i've had a chance to read a bunch of it myself but i've also been reading other people's takes on it and a lot of people say that it's crunchy in a very good way uh that it that it's a specific that the crunch definitely matches to the uh the the concept which is again it's kind of like a a fantasy early days of aviation world war one inspired airplanes kind of fighting uh against a sort of encroaching evil wilderness there's dragons that that look like jet engines there's uh there's a lot of importance to how people who fly kind of protect and, and maintain connections between otherwise isolated cities yeah it's a, a a very interesting setting and idea but then mm -hmm. also gives you, if you want to dig into it, like you were saying, there's a lot of crunch there if you really want to be like, I want to create my own plane, and I have an idea for what I want it to be. Like, you can really dig into systems in this if you want to. Absolutely. So uh, you can check out Flying Circus. Uh, if you had the, if you supported the Kickstarter, you already have it. Otherwise, it's on DriveThruRPG now. Indeed. So you can go pick that up, and that's going to be great. The other thing that might be fun to talk about, John, is that we have a new kind of bonus content. That's right. We do. Not only... Oh, wait, wait. Hang on. Hang on. The book's by Erica Chappell. I forgot to say her name earlier. Erica Chappell's Flying Circus. There we go. All right. But... We have a brand new kind of bonus content. <laughs> yes, indeed. Not only do we have the bonus content for this at patreon.com slash system mastery, if you wanted to listen to us make characters in this god-awful bullshit game and try and do something with it then you can listen to that at the $1 level, but we've just added at the $5 level more content. Uh, mm -hmm. We are doing TV Mastery. Uh, it is finally it's been a long bonus time content for Movie Mastery. Yep. Uh, now, we already had a single podcast per month at the $5 level, and we had, actually have a surprising number of people who were, who were signed on to listen to it, and to this day, I'm still blown away that anyone gives us any money for anything. Um, but... But we had a number of people who were listening, and we felt like, well, we, we could give them more than we are. We wanted to put a little more value on the $5 level. So we now do a bi-weekly TV episode where we review a TV show. And right now, that TV show is the first season of Smallville. That's right. The pilot episode, both of our show and of Smallville to be reviewed, is up already at the $5 level. And we'll be going through either one or two episodes every time we do it, depending on, you know, how quickly we want to get through the season. We're still figuring out the bugs, but it's it's super fun. Smallville's so much dumb nonsense. And of course, we'll look at, you know, other shows that we can do, things that we can 
dig our nasty little hooks into. Yeah, who knows? I mean, we've got a ways to go. It's probably going to be, what, like almost a year before we have to pick another show. But we will find something. I mean, people are still mad at us for calling Farscape, not Farscape, excuse me. Uh, What's the one I'm thinking of, John? The Far Side. No, it's definitely not the Far Side. We've never insulted the Far Side, and we never would. Uh, Far and Away. Nope, not far and away. That's a that's a classic movie that definitely stars some people. Uh, Fargo. No, I, uh, Fargo. You're right. We I, I did not care for the TV show Fargo, which I have not seen an episode of. So you can tell I'm being disingenuous. <laughs> Please continue yeah. actually saying a thing. I I can't. I still can't remember what the fuck I was talking about. It was that show about the the everyone lives on a space station and look like bad CGI. But apparently it was really good. Okay. Oh, you is know the one I'm talking. Lex. Babylon Five. Babylon 5. Oh, Babylon 5. Whatever. I never watched an episode of it, and I don't care. Yeah, we said mean things about Babylon 5, and we, to this day, still have people who come up and are like, you guys are wrong, that show was great. And I'm like, great, I've never seen it, and I don't care. (laughs) And I have seen it, and it was a lot of boring arguing, and then daytime antihistamine commercials level CGI. So, (laughs) but if you want me to give another chance to it, I will, and I'll watch the first season, the one that apparently sucks. (laughs) Uh, okay, so TV Mastery, despite all that being spirit, it's a fun, interesting show so far. We've had a good time making it, and you can find it at the $5 level. Patreon.com slash System Mastery. It's as easy as that. Yes, indeed. All right, I think we're probably about done. It's been a long episode, and John, I'm tired. Yep, I'm tired. I'm tired of this book, and I'm tired of you. Oh, that's too bad, because we have another half hour of bonus content to go make, don't we? Oh, goddammit. it. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in a little while. You have a wonderful week and stay safe out there.